Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I didn't recognize the report that the reporter was describing to me, but I am familiar with that report. Uh, it was described to me as a report uh, into what had happened under our government at BC Housing. In fact, it's what happened under the BC Liberal government, um, which is an important uh, detail that was missing. Okay, so obviously there's more to come on this story, right? So an update for you on the whole BC housing story and the situation. Uh, the CEO of nonprofit housing provider Atira has now stepped down. Remember, Janice Abbott had been under a lot of pressure to do just that after the Premier and the Housing Minister released that Ernst & Young report showing alleged conflicts of interest between Abbott and her husband, the former CEO of BC Housing. But not everyone is satisfied with how things have unfolded here. Remember how the former board of BC Housing was replaced a year ago because, according to Premier David Eby, they didn't act fast enough on the concerns. Well, one of those board members, the former board members, is with us now. It's Perry Stanisha, who's a former director of BC Housing. Uh, Perry, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, Sunny. How are you feeling about how the last few weeks have unfolded here? Well, it's unfortunate that the whole housing sector uh, had to be dragged through the mud like this and uh, uh, by the premier self-sabotaging one of his own crown corporations that was... uh, growing immensely, but was being uh, governed, in my opinion, uh, very well by uh, the board of directors comprised of um, a bunch of professionals uh, versus, uh, quote, volunteers, as the premier has said the last week. Okay, so the concerns that were outlined in that report, though, did any of the board members have any of those concerns, see any of those concerns? Of course we did. And absolutely, that, that's our job as uh, governing any board, any crown corporation is uh, nose out, uh, don't get, get involved in the day-to-day operations of the business, but um, um, fingers out, nose in, be curious about things. And of course, we were concerned. Okay, so then what happened? Well, what happened is um, David Eby basically uh, told us, uh, gave us a mandate, you, you do what I want or, um, you know, um, see what happens. And we were fired the end of that week because we didn't comply with his requirements. Okay. So Perry, let me go back to your concerns then. So if you had concerns, what did the board do about those concerns? Those concerns were, were well underway, under control, um, and were being dealt with by the board. What, what we did is we reviewed the allegations. Uh, we didn't feel that, uh, the allegations that were put forward would, uh, test the stand of time. Um, If, for example, the CEO or others um, would take the Crown Corporation uh, to court over wrongful dismissal, for example. So we had a plan in place. We already had a call in to commission an expert in Victoria, actually, that specializes in doing investigations of this sort that would uh, give us a report back um, if in case there was um, wrongdoings um, that would stand up in a, in a court. So and Perry, if not, then that would vindicate the uh, allegations. So 
At that time, that was our plan, and that was uh, quashed by the Premier. Okay, so the allegations that you had, that you were concerned about, were they the same or similar to what we see in the final report? It's the same concerns that's been going on since the day the CEO, the two CEOs got married in 2010. Um, No different. The same concerns. Okay. They've been muddling around in in the public for, for years and years and years. We had those concerns. Uh, One of the ways we dealt with those was by strengthening the conflict of interest protocol. That was a page and a half. We strengthened that to 10 pages. The CEO agreed to sign that, and we strengthened that. In addition to that, we we were on our way to uh, commissioning uh, an investigation. Okay, but Perry, given what we now see in the Ernst & Young report, that this was clearly being circumvented, that text messages were being deleted, that there was no protocol being followed, don't you look back on that and think, geez, maybe maybe we should have dug a little harder? We don't know that. We, we don't know that uh, those text messages were, were real. We don't know any of that. There were a lot of uh, things in the most current report. For example, names were not named. We don't even have the name of the author of the report as an example. Um, the report is highly flawed. Okay, so are you saying that that didn't happen because... It clearly lays it all out, and nobody has contested that. Like, Shane Ramsey hasn't come forward to say that didn't happen. Janice Abbott has not come forward to say that didn't happen. So are you saying it didn't happen? We as a board did not have unequivocal evidence that that did happen. We were on our way to investigating those allegations. What about the sense of urgency that has the Premier has said was a problem here, that they were afraid that evidence would go away, that there would be a cover-up? Like, what about all of that? Well, we did get a legal opinion on the allegations that were put forward by the province and legal opinion unequivocally uh, advised the board to not proceed on that basis and to, to make sure that we followed the proper steps in doing a proper investigation. And we would have had this wrapped up by the end of October. But Perry, can you not understand the public's frustration in this? Because as you just said, you were, there were concerns from 2010, from the moment these two got married, and now you're saying that you needed more time to figure out what was going on? Well, uh, David Eby took nine months to get this most recent report out. We would have had this wrapped up by the end of October of last year because we had already put a phone call into the investigator in Victoria to deal with this. Right, but you also were the board member for many years while this was happening. Uh, I was a board member from uh, 2018 to July 2022, yes. Okay, does it not make you a little bit angry though, Perry, when you do think about, like, was this happening and why weren't you told? Like, how do you feel about the fact that you may have missed a lot of this? Well, we didn't miss anything. We were aware of it and we were well underway in dealing with the issue until the premier interfered in our role. Our, our role as, as a governing board is to provide proper oversight, strong oversight, and we have one employee under our employment, and that's a CEO. So we pay particularly, atten- particularly strong attention to the CEO and um, our actions, and we have to be very diligent in hiring, disciplining, and potentially firing the CEO. Do you think leadership change was needed at BC Housing? A year ago, if somebody had said that to you and you you had initial information, what would you have said? Back then, um, absolutely not, pending the investigation and the outcome of where we were headed as a board. 
when that investigation came in, that could have been a different story. But at the time, we did not have that information. But Perry, what do you say to people who think this sounds an awful lot like you guys were just kicking the can down the road here? We were doing our job as paid professionals until there was political interference uh, for political gain. And not throwing, not only throwing people under the bus, but also throwing the Crown Corporation under the bus and the entire housing sector, putting a cloud over the entire housing sector. But Perry, there's so many questions about how taxpayer money was being spent. I think the general public would like to know what the heck was going on. Absolutely. I, I have no dispute with that. I'm a taxpayer as well. And that would have all come out with our investigation. And we would have had that wrapped up from um, Would you have made it public, year? though? That's my question. Would BC Housing, and it's been so hard for the media to get answers out of BC Housing, would you have made it public? If there was a departure of the CEO required last fall because of our investigation, of course that would have been made public. Absolutely. The reasons for that about everything that was going on, text messages going behind the scenes, you're telling me that your report, you would have made that public. Uh, yes, we would have. We would have uh, looked into that and um, we would have made that public. We're a crown corporation and I think the public has a right to know that. It, it's, it's not about the issue. It's about the process and the interference in having taken it to this point all this time. Right. Well, Perry, I'm sorry. Count me skeptical of it on this one because the board had a long time to deal with these issues and they were not dealt with. Well, the phase one of the issue we dealt with through the conflict of interest protocol. There was not one incident at the board level or any of the committee levels that uh, the CEO did not comply with the CEO, uh, with a COI, conflict of interest protocol. We, we had not experienced that. Number two, not one staff person at BC Housing came forward with any of these allegations. But we know there was a whistleblower. The report says there was a whistleblower. How do you know that? Who was the whistleblower? Well, we protect whistleblowers, don't we? Did you need to know the name and everything, or did you not want to act on the information? Uh, well, there's a lot of flaws in the report. Names are not named. The author of the report has not been named. And so on. Perry, I'm sorry, you're going to have to color me skeptical on this one, but I appreciate your time and coming on the show this morning. That is Perry Stanisha, the one of the former board members of BC Housing, uh, was removed from that post a year ago by uh, then Housing Minister David Eby. You can see why this is still going around in circles, right? A lot of contentious issues here. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.